synthesizers. It's another week. It's another Wednesday. We're recording. And it's going to be a little different this week. Uh, we do not have our usual crew. We are a little undermanned tonight. But that means you have myself, the goatee guru, and I am joined by our betting expert, Brandon Lee. And we are going to run through a little draft special ex- F- well, episode, excuse me. Um, that's why I'm not the host. I don't speak. Uh, run through a little draft episode. and um, But before we get into the NFL draft special here, um, we do have a viewer question from our one and only Party Pete. Party Pete's got a fantasy-related question. Um, I know we're in the fantasy offseason. However, he's looking... Season. That is true. That is a good point. And uh, he, he's in a keeper league, and he's looking forward to next year, which is it's never too early to do. So his question, I'm in a 10-man league with three keepers. I drafted like a genius, shocker, uh, last year, so I know I got to ditch some names. I have Derrick Henry, Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, and Kyle Pitts. What three should I keep and why? Pitts, I, I'll, I'll be lucky if I can trade, but he's a stud, so someone might bite. Well, first of all, Party Pete, that's a hell of a team you drafted. Um, I don't know who you're playing with, but you're, you you totally raked them over the coals. So, um, As of right now, the three that I would take, uh, probably in order, would be Jonathan Taylor, number one. My second keeper would probably be Jamar Chase. And my third keeper would probably be Derrick Henry. Um, I, I I like Kyle Pitts. I don't like the quarterback situation currently. Um, and then also Tyreek Hill with the move to the Dolphins. I think it really limits his value um, as a down threat, uh, downfield threat. So I think you're going to see a lot of quick passes in a PPR league. It might he might blow up, but we saw that with Jalen Waddle. A lot of short passes, ton of catches, but nothing really after it. So that scares me away. You got anything on that, Brandley? No, I mean, I agree with the, with the three you said. Um, my reason being running back position gets pretty, pretty weak, pretty quick. So it's, um, you know, take, take the two guys that led the league. I mean, Derrick Henry didn't even play half the season and four half of the season that he was out was still the league leader in rushing yards. So, I mean, you got to stick with Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor blew up and that was, the only thing they had going for them now with Matt Ryan in there, maybe they get that passing offense going a little bit better. It opens him up a little bit more. So with that, Jamar Chase, him and Burrow got that connection down. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, I don't know. Uh, I mean, with, I just don't know what to expect. I don't have a lot of faith in Tua at the quarterback position. But, I mean, they did make a lot of big moves. That's a big big turnover and I got my own opinions on the Miami Dolphin anyway but uh yeah I mean I see a lot of a lot of targets so PPR maybe like you said but I I don't I don't see a lot of downfield play and Kyle Pitts I think you can get rid of him doesn't really have a quarterback right now plus there's other tight ends out there you know there's somebody that's going to get the same amount of action he's going to get so yeah and yeah and kind of uh kind of jump on that, um, you know, that pitch train there. Uh, the other part of it isn't just the quarterback situation. I know he's like the only guy to throw to in that offense right now. I get that. But 
didn't we have that with TJ Hawkinson? And yeah, Hawkinson had a pretty good year, but he had, he had a lot of down weeks. So um, I I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't steer away from Pitts next year, but of those five, I would I, he's definitely left off the table in my opinion. Pitts for me, I think you could. Well, I mean, I don't know if this isn't a dynasty league, so I know they're they're probably not going for picks, but I think you could get a decent decent return for him, either like a you know a QB two type of guy or or a couple of receivers that may not you know probably more flex play than, than anything, but. Right, and we don't want to we don't want to jump to conclusions and, and say you know we know how the how the league works, but um, I assume. Well, I just said I don't want to do that, but most keeper leagues, um, if you're trading a keeper away, you're trying to trade for a keeper. Uh, so, if I don't know if you, if your league does have future draft picks, uh, like like Brandon said, I think that's a that's a good route to take. But if not, uh, I I think. You just got to let Pitts go back to the redraft, and, uh, and maybe, maybe you uh, get him in the draft. If this is a redraft, I mean, how many guys are going to be going to be keeping tight ends? You know, so the odds yeah. of you redrafting him anyways pretty high. Three keepers, you uh, probably see Kelsey and maybe Kelsey, and, maybe Hawkinson, maybe if he's on a weak team, um, and and Kittle's obviously up there, but yeah, yeah, outside of Kelsey, there's no like true tight end keeper right now. I would say. So I mean, I, I would take your chances. Let let Pitt walk or Pitts walk, and uh, maybe you'll redraft him. Early hot take uh, for your next year's draft um, with Tyree Kill gone from the Chiefs. I know they picked up Juju, but I think Miko Hardman takes a big chunk of that that workload that Tyreek leaves behind with his you know similar speed. So I would uh, I would think Hardman's going to take a big step forward next year. Too. I mean, they brought in Juju. I don't think it's anything great, but he's somebody to grab attention from him. So, I absolutely. And there obviously, Kelsey's going to pull ten- attention. There are a lot, and this is a very deep draft for wide receivers. Yes, absolutely, so I, absolutely. I and now, that. and now the Chiefs own the uh, the I believe it's the 29th and 30th pick in the draft. So, um, I expect them, and unless they trade back, I would expect them or trade up. I would expect them to uh, take a receiver there. Yep, I agree. But I agree. which it's kind of a good segue. We're going into uh, the draft special, right? Like I said, um, today I will not have a mock draft for you. I will have a mock draft for you. I was kind of waiting for all the dominoes to fall. Um, it was tough to do one right before free agency kicked off, and now with the kind of unprecedented offseason we've had with trades and everything, it just seems like it, it, I need to wait a little bit longer. For, for all the chips fall in place, but I will have a, a mock draft for you prior to the actual draft, and we will do another draft special, um, which will be broadcast on YouTube. This one is not um, how because uh, our co-host, who handles that, um, is not here today. So uh, with that being said, draft special, my favorite time of the year. I love it. Obviously, I love the NFL, but uh, I love the offseason. I love the draft. I love free agency. I love it all. So what I got for you guys is I'm going to go through my draft rankings, my top top five, and some some positions I got a little extra, but my top five guys at each position. Um, I'm curious to hear Brandon Lee's input on this and, and what he thinks. But um, And then I'm going to kind of just give an idea of where I could see these guys landing 
Um, and you know, if you, if you agree, let us know on Twitter, uh, at go TFP and, um, at Brandon Lee TFP. So if you don't like it, you can hit us up and tell us that as well, but, uh, we want to hear from you. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up my list here so I can run down through the draft rankings. So for me, quarterback position, we're going to start with the primary position that everybody's interested in, right? A lot of, a lot of quarterback prospects, um, in the top tier, none of them world beaters, in my opinion, they're not there. We, we don't have a, a, I know he didn't have a great year, but we don't have like a Trevor Lawrence prospect in this, in this draft. We don't have an Andrew Luck prospect. Uh, I know Brandon Lee doesn't really care for him, but, um, so it, it's a pick your poison kind of quarterback prospect um, draft class this year. But for me, I'm going to start from the bottom. At number five, I have Desmond Ritter from the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, I, I like Desmond Ritter. I think uh, he uses his legs very well. Um, you know, he's got he's got some growing to do as a passer. Played in kind of a simplified offense. But I think uh, Desmond Ritter, in the right system, has the potential to be, be a starter. Um, if not, he will absolutely be a quality backup for, uh, for years to come, I believe. Number four, Sam Howell from North Carolina. Another guy that needs to grow as a passer a little bit. Um, very talented runner, uh, kind of physical. He can, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Sam Darnold, uh, which it's not an, obviously not a knock on him because Sam Darnold, if, uh, anybody knows, I, I was pretty high on him in the draft when he came out. So I think Sam Howell has a chance. I think uh, system's going to be a real, a real problem for him, or a real solution for him. So if he goes to a team such as Pittsburgh, uh, I don't see great things with that. But if he went to a place such as, let's say, Carolina, I think he would have a chance to grow in that system. Um, I like the way that they allow the quarterback to kind of create. I know Darnold had his troubles, but I think that's more so just Darnold at this point. But at number three, I got Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people were impressed with his combine. A lot of people were impressed with how he throws the ball, and I am too. I think he's probably the best passing quarterback. I think he's the best passer in the draft class. But when I take into when I take into account everything as far as measurables, as far as uh, intangibles, I think Pickett is kind of a he's a he he's hit his ceiling. I don't think he's going to get much better than he already is. So if you're taking him, yeah, he can be a starter for you, but he's going to be like a and this kind of sounds funny to say, but I think he's going to be kind of like a poor man's Kirk Cousins. Um, he'll he'll get the job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that works. A guy that can get the job done, but he's, he's also not somebody you can lean on every game. You know what I mean? Um, so Kenny Pickett to me, I think a place, I know they just had a coaching change, but I think if you can get him in the, in the culture of like the new Orleans saints, I think that's a really good fit for him. Um, 
if you can get him into Pittsburgh and and have him back up Trubisky for a year or two, or even if Atlanta, um, I don't I don't love their situation with the weapons they have, but I just I think there's there's some spots that he can land where he could be successful. I really liked Denver before the Russell Wilson move, but obviously that's kind of out the window. So next is number two, Matt Corral. Ole Miss, he's a project. He's a little bit of a project because I think he's played in a very, in a simplified offense as well. It's there's nothing fancy about it. It's, it's a one, two read offense. um, And he, is quick to kind of pull it down. But if you look at, at the tools, I, I really like it. I think there's a lot to, to build off of there. And I, I could see Matt Corral having a pretty successful career, but I, I do think he's going to have to sit for a year or two. Um, I, I wouldn't rush him onto the field. Uh, good landing spot for him. Also, I think New Orleans would be a, a decent spot for him. And uh, actually, one that I think would be kind of interesting um, just given the situation that they have, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up with the Giants. I think you put him with Brian Dable, and you saw what Dable did with Josh Allen. I think he could do pretty pretty good things with Corral as well. And finally, at the top of the quarterback list, I don't love the guy, but he is number one on my, on my list, Malik Willis from Liberty. Uh, definitely think he needs some time. He's got Great, he throws a great ball, big arm, deep ball has per, like a lot of it has really nice touch. Problem is, if you watch him on film, he throws a lot of turnover worthy plays. Um, he's kind of a little antsy, uh, and I, and he's playing against lower level competition in a lot of this. So I do think he's going to need a quarterback coach and and some people to work with him to really refine his game. But he's got a ton of talent, and he he really could be the best quarterback in this draft class. I, I would agree on that. I, now, I am going to say I don't think any of them are, are going to turn out to be these long-term elite quarterbacks. They, they could be – I mean, they could be good starters. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see them being, you know, top ten quarterbacks in the league. I can't see that. Yeah. Now, Malik Willis – out of all of them, yes, Malik Willis is the one I like the most. Uh, to me, he's like a very poor man's Lamar Jackson. He's not a great decision maker, but he's kind of that same style. Um, but in my order, I, I would put Desmond Ritter at five. I just don't know enough about him other than his combine stuff. Um, Sam Howell, for some reason, uh, I just think if Kyler Murray goes on, the Cardinals would pick him in a heartbeat. I can um, see that, yeah. So I, I just, I'm kind of curious to see what goes on with the whole Kyler Murray thing. Uh, and then I'm putting, I'm putting Mac Corral there at, uh, at three. Okay. Only, only because he's kind of a gamble, right? He, he's a bit of a gamble on that. Can he pick it? You kind of know what you're getting. And if he comes to Pittsburgh, the fan base is going to just go crazy. Trust me, I mean, already now, like, I live in Pittsburgh. I know this. The fan base is, like, insane. They think this guy is God's gift to earth. Um, and I don't know why, because you watched him play. Like, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. good. But he's nothing special. He's not going to yeah. save your team. We know, you know? Pitt- Pittsburgh loves their, their hometown boys, so. 
They, they really do. But, you know, and so the fan base would go crazy. He'd be, you know, beloved. It would be kind of like a, uh, you know, what was it? When Johnny Manziel came out and everybody wanted him to go to Houston or whatever it was. You know, it's, a, it's the same thing going on right now. But Malik Willis, yeah, I, I, I think he is the the top quarterback in the draft. Like I said, I don't think he's taking a team and turning it around to a Super Bowl contender in one year, probably not even in three years. But I think he's he's got potential. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it seems like we're pretty much pretty pretty close to the same page there. Um, you know, only one slight difference would be uh, the swap of Corral and Pickett, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I swap Ritter and, and Howell, but that's just because I don't really know enough about Ritter. No, you had, you had him same as me. Ritter at five, Howell at four. Oh, I thought you had a full nope. um, So at the running back position, uh, the running back position is not extremely deep, but there's some talented players in there. And uh, it's headlined. I'm going to go in order this time. It, it's headlined by, in my opinion, the, the best running back in this class. Um, he, he's, he has the ability to be a game changer. And if he gets with the right squad, uh, look out. This guy could be a very, very very relevant fantasy player going forward. And that's Brees Hall from Iowa State. Really, really good player. Um, I could see him. I could actually see him sneaking into the first round. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and if and if he does not go in the first round, he will go very, very early on day two. Uh, place for him. I think the best place he could land is Buffalo. If he landed in Buffalo, that would, that would really ignite that offense. Um, another place that I could see him going, and I know McCaffrey just restructured and he's going to be around, but if he ended up with Carolina, um, cause it sounds like, you know, they're going to probably look to move on from McCaffrey here shortly. Um, and then another place that I could see him going that I really would not love is Seattle. So, um, I hope, I hope I'm wrong on that one. Yeah, and I know they just re-signed Rashad Penny, so they're it's not really a terrible signing, by the way. Terrible signing. <laughs> yep. He had what three weeks of actual good, good showing in a contract year. Go for yep. So, um, at my second spot in the running back positions is Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. Uh, stud. I mean, the guy the guy had some huge games, um, but. I wonder how he's going to hold up through an entire NFL season. He runs very physically, um, and I, I, I'm curious to see how he can make it through an entire 17-game season. So now, if you put him in as a as a one-two punch, you know, what if you you see him go to Kansas City with Edward Tillery? Yeah, you get Edward Tillery being elusive, and you get Walker being that ground and pound guy. Yep, I can yeah. definitely, definitely, I could, uh, I could see. Him, and, you know, and that's kind of what the NFL's become for running back by committee, by committee for most teams. And yeah, he would be like an early down thumper for you. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, but um, I think he's most valuable running between the tackles. Yeah. So what what he just said there, Party P, is exactly why I said you should you should keep both running backs. It, it, most teams go with the running back by committee. Yep. So he takes away their opportunities. Derrick Henry, kind of the only one that really. Is kind of old school and seems to get the entire load, but we saw him get injured because of it. So, um, number three, running back position, 
Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. If you watch the kid, he's extremely talented. Extremely talented. Um, only problem that I have with Kyron Williams is, like I like I just said, I, I'm not sure about injuries with him. So I think he could be dynamic as a kind of change of pace back. Um, that it definitely could carry the load, but I think he's better as like a role running back. And I would, I mean, I know Buffalo tried to sign McKissick. That would be a good place for him. Um, but they did just sign Duke Johnson. But any team that's got those niche running backs, um, San, I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers with Eckler, uh, and Detroit with Swift. If you think of those kind of guys, I feel like that's what Kyron Williams is going to be. Number four, I got Zach Charbonnet from uh, UCLA. I hate that name. That's why I said Charbonnet. Uh, sorry, Zach, if you hear this ever. Uh, good back. Don't think he's ever going to be like the lead horse, but I think he's a good role, role player. Um, I actually had him one spot lower, but I, I swapped up two players, and I'll get to the next one in a minute. But I can see Zach... I don't know. He feels like kind of feels like a Bears running back to me. I don't know why. Like when I watch him, I think Chicago, and I'm not sure why that is. But um, so take it, take that for what it is. Yeah, some of them just give you that weird feel. Yeah, they give you that vibe. Like, oh yeah, he's yeah. So I'm I'm still saying though. I'm still saying Elvin Kamara is, is going to be a Bill either. I don't know. He's going to be a bill this year. If it's not before the season, it'll be around the trade deadline. Possible. I mean, the new new uh, coaching staff, I mean, similar coaching staff because you're bringing over your defensive coordinator, but it's uh, it's new new coaching staff in, this, in that sense. And we'll see how they, they value him. Um, you don't want to don't lose a player of his caliber, but at the same time, do you want to pay a guy that much? We don't know. Uh, number five. Damian Pierce from Florida. Damian Pierce is a good player. He's very explosive. Um, we saw at the Senior Bowl he had a he had a nice Senior Bowl, but he's he's explosive. Again, a guy that I feel like is going to kind of fill a role. He's a player that kind of gives me 49er vibes. I think you get give him to like a Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, um, uh, Matt Lafleur or up in New York with uh, their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, now Mike McDaniel with the the Dolphins. I mean, these, all those guys that come from the Shanahan tree, um, I, th- I think he would be really, really successful in those schemes. And uh, I, th- I think he probably ends up with one of those five teams I just mentioned. And then lastly, I actually threw a six guy in there because I kind of have him on the same level as Damian Pierce, and that's Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. Bigger, bigger body, um, probably going to be used more as like a, a thumper down by the goal line, short yardage back. Um, but he's talented, and if you can fix his feet, he's got his feet are a little tight to me. If you can fix his feet and, and make him a, just a hair more explosive he could be a lead back and and i just don't know if it's going to happen i i don't see it on tape 
where you could fix it at the moment. I mean, for the, I, I, this is where I got some moves from him here. You know, my one, two are the same. Brees Hall, absolutely. Kenny Walker, absolutely. Um, but uh, for for three, th- that's where I'm putting. That's where I'm putting Spiller. Okay. Okay, and then four, I'm putting Pierce. Uh, five. I know he's coming off an ACL injury, but I'm putting Samir White. Samir White's a good player. Right? He is, yeah. He's a big lower half, tough to knock off balance kind of guy. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't know, kind of Marion Barber. You yeah. Know what I mean, kind of reminds me of him. So I, I don't know. I, I could see Minnesota him Pride. as long as, as, long as that um, ACL holds. I think that could be a pretty good, pretty good pick. Yeah, I don't mind that. And and he was actually very close to making my list. So um, I'm glad you glad you mentioned him. Um, but, hey, guys, we're going to take a short break, and, uh, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue on with the list. And if you got any questions, remember, go Guru TFP, Brandon Lee TFP. Hit us up. We'll answer them as soon as we can. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. We are into the wide receiver position for the NFL draft prospects. And for my rankings, I also did, like I said, sometimes I would would put six guys up there and I I did it again on this one because there's a lot of good receivers in this draft class. I'm going to start from the bottom. Maybe a little surprise at number six, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Um, Really good player. Uh, explosive. He can stretch the field, runs pretty decent routes. Um, I think he could be a good fit for a team. I think he would fit in Kansas City. I think he would fit in Green Bay. Um, I hate to say it, but I think he'd fit in Seattle. But I, I just, I really like him. I think he's got a chance to be a really strong player. And the fact that he is number six on this list just goes to show how, how talented this group is. At number five, I have Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Homer. <laughs> it is a homer pick, but Jahan Dotson is a stud. A little undersized, a little undersized. He's about 5'10-ish, uh, about 184 pounds. Um, great hands, excellent hands. Probably has the, the best hands in the draft class. Uh, Tyler Lockett type. He's, he's outstanding. He's outstanding. Ran a 4'2", four, four I believe, at the Combine, so he's got wheels. And uh, as long as he can can hold up, you, you're not. He's not a guy that you're going to want to run over the middle a lot in the NFL level, but uh, you know, outs, anything breaking towards the sideline, he's got great body control. Um, you can use him in the slot. You can use him out wide. He's he's going to be a weapon. Uh, Jahan Dotson to me is, and I hate this. I hate to put him here because I love the guy, but he's a Green Bay Packer in my in my eyes. He's a Green Bay Packer. Um, I could uh, also, gonna, Hawks, I could also see him. Honestly, I could also see him with Dallas, which oh. terrifies me. But um, oh. yeah, I got an office. <laughs> All right, number four, in my opinion, the best route runner in the class, Chris Olave from Ohio State. Uh, 
I obviously don't like Ohio State, but Alave is a is a really good player. Um, you put him. I, he he reminds me in a way, a, not exactly, but he reminds me in a way of like a Terry McLaurin. He gets open. He gets open. He's going to be able to to make a play. You know, size, speed doesn't necessarily match up to McLaurin, but he's that kind of player as far as his route running ability. Um, think of him like a Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, he just he gets open. Um, and Chris Olave to me, what we talked about it earlier, and how you kind of just see a guy and you put him with a team. Um, I keep him in that state, and I think he's a Cleveland Brown. <laughs> number three, this guy would be probably number one if he wasn't if he didn't tear his ACL. Is Jamison Williams, absolute just burner. Uh, the guy can run. Probably, I would have been curious to see him run at the combine if he was healthy because I I think he could have possibly broke the record. Um, that this dude is lightning fast, really really talented. Uh, just overall wide receiver. He's he's pretty polished for a young age too. So um, I still think he has a chance to be a first round pick, depending on his medical. I don't know the details of his medical, and and these teams get a lot more information than I do. But I wouldn't be surprised to find him in that twenty to thirty two range. And uh, I I think immediately New England comes to mind, which would suck. <laughs> so, so, in my original uh, uh, mark draft, I had him at twenty-seven. Yeah. Now that was oh, don't don't mind my dogs barking. I'm sorry about that. Me expecting Godwin to leave, but I mean, I could still see him fitting in the Bucks. I just I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. Tampa, Tampa's a spot I could see him. Um, New England, like I said, Dallas. I could see um, – I know the Raiders just got Devontae Adams, but I, the Raiders always like speed, so it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but, yeah, I got – yeah, right? You got it. Yeah, you got to find a replacement for that. They tried the Deshaun Jackson experiment, and it didn't work. I mean, so. And then you got – I mean, they got uh, Adams in there now, so, you know, why not get a burner on the other side? Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. You know, like they have Waller who's going to eat up a lot of targets. They have Renfro who's going to eat up a lot of targets. They have Adams who's going to eat up probably the most targets. But you could still use a, a, a fourth option. And if you have a guy like Jamison Williams, that's an incredible fourth option. So, um, yeah. Number two is probably the freakiest of the athletes in this in this wide receiver class, Drake London from USC. Had he not broken his ankle, uh, that guy would have had – an like unprecedented year, his like historic year. He was on pace for some crazy numbers at USC um, before he went down with the ankle. But this guy is 6'5". He's like 230-something, runs pretty well, very good high-pointing the ball. I could see him uh, almost – I don't I – don't, I don't want – there's nobody that really compares to him that, I, that comes to mind, but simply off – the size, he kind of reminds me more of, of like an athletic tight end. And I, I don't mean this the way it's going to sound, but he reminds me athletically of like an Evan Ingram, but larger. And 
I know Evan like, Ingram. Like a, he may not be super well known, but like um, what's, uh, Kyle Pitts is another one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Kyle, like Kyle Pitts, as far as um, just his his size and ability, and it just I don't know. He's gonna play with receiver. He's not gonna be a tight end, but he just kind of reminds me of those those move tight ends, and you can do a lot with him. And he's gonna be a big time red zone threat, in my opinion. He'll he'll end up with a team that uh, I have to root against all the time. I promise you. Oh, guarantee. So that always works. But I really I really think a team that would could yeah, use him. Yeah, right. A team that could use him, in my opinion, is the Jets. I think the Jets would be a really good. They missed out on Hill, so why not, right? Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he would be a great, a great piece there for Zach Wilson, um, almost a safety safety valve. You know what I mean? You kind of put it up to him and, and let him. He'll high point it. He'll win that jump ball. So, uh, you see him uh, maybe going to Detroit too. That's not a bad spot for him. That's not a bad spot. They uh, they got the speed and and DJ Shark. And they have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a bigger body, um, and he can he's he's showed out well. And they got Hawkinson, but yeah, they could definitely use another guy to kind of take the pressure off of them. I can see that. All right, so that leads me to the number one receiver in the draft. Probably at this point, after all the moves that have been made, probably goes in the top ten. It's Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Garrett Wilson is a stud. I uh, hate to say it because I'm a Penn State guy, but he is a stud. He is going to come on to your roster, and unless you have a Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, one of these absolute superstars, Garrett Wilson's probably your best receiver the day he joins your team. So I would not be surprised at all if Garrett Wilson ended up with a team like the Giants that have two first-round picks. Um the the Jets, uh, like I said before, um, and you know Atlanta could really use a a weapon on the outside. I could see him going there. So he he's going to go early, I think, and and wherever he goes, he he's going to perform early. He's going to be a he's going to be a really good player. That's what you got there, Brandon Lee. Um, yeah, but going off of like. Where I think the ranks, I, I'm pretty close to you, but uh, draft wise, like I so it's, to make it more interesting. So I have I, in ranking wise, I have Wilson, uh, London, Olave. I'm putting Dotson above um, Jameson Williams just because I don't trust the ACL. Just because the ACL, yep. Um, now the broken ankle, I think, is easier to come back from. Than an ACL. He's had more time to recover too. You know, the Williams right. did it in the national championship game. Right, exactly. So, so that's that's kind of where I lean on that. But now I'm still going for my initial mock draft, so it may not fall exactly because there's still, you know, I still I don't even have the Seahawks at nine. I have the Broncos still there. So, but um, I, I have Drake London being the first receiver taken, second receiver taken. I have Olave, and then I have. Uh, James, or I'm sorry, um, Garrett Wilson, then Jameson Williams, and, the, and then that's it. Four receivers in the in the first round, which I don't think is going to fall away now. Um, but again, 
rankings wise, I'm I'm pretty close with you. It's just just those ACL injuries really kind of mess with me a little bit. Yeah, so I can understand that. And like like I mentioned when I when I said that, you know, I I don't know his medicals. I'm just going off of, um, you know, recently a lot of guys have had pretty successful recoveries from torn ACLs. Um, so I'm just kind of playing the cards there. Like, like like my my big thing is I look at guys like you know say Juan Barkley. Yep. Dude comes out his freaking ankle, tears the ACL. He has not been the same guy, and it's really sad. He's, he's an incredible talent. He hasn't been the uh, same guy, but I, I kind of put a little bit of that on the fact that he's got no offensive line, and and, no line. and yeah, his quarterback I, isn't a threat. Yeah, his quarterback isn't a threat throwing the ball either. So he, you know, people are just stacking the box and blowing up the gaps. I'm gonna say he's not a threat yet. I'm gonna say he's not a threat yet. Oh yeah, no, no, he absolutely could be. Yeah, I, I'm not downing Daniel Jones, but um, I'm just saying at the at the moment he hasn't proven to defenses that you have to you have to you know key on him and and really yeah exactly so yeah well like i said lots of good receivers um we didn't even mention a few that are that are really solid players that could could make uh, a big difference for a team in the draft on on day two or day three um so receiver class really strong say again favorite wide receiver in the draft my favorite uh, wide receiver in the draft, not even close to being the top guy, uh, but I like I like Mechie. John Mechie, yep. Small, small him. but good player, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love. Him. Yep. Well, I like Dotson a lot too. So yeah, I well, you know, you know Dotson's my favorite, but. Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta think, you know, you know I, I'm I'm with, you know, I'm with a team that was successful with Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett as their two receivers. I do like so, the kid. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now for some reason. It's 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 later at night, so brain's not working quite the way it usually would. But I'm blanking. There's a kid from I believe South Dakota State. He's solid too, uh, but I I I don't know. I'm totally blanking on his name right now. It'll come to it'll come to me probably right at the end of the episode. But say again, Christian Christian Watson. Yes, Christian Watson. Yes, good yeah. player. Very good player. North Dakota. North Dakota. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Like I said, brain wasn't working right now. All right, so that moves us on to the tight end position. And uh, this this might be the last position we go over here on this episode. Um, we don't want to run it too long, but we will we will pick up wherever we left off on the, on the next draft special. Um, so at the tight end position, kind of a weaker tight end class. Don't love it. I really don't. Um, you're not going to – I don't think you're going to find a – uh, Travis Kelsey, or or even a, let's say a T.J. Hawkinson, or well, honestly, I don't I don't think you're gonna find a Mike a Mike Gesicki in this in this class. That I really don't like this class. But that being said, starting at number five, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. Uh, Ruckert, I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't seen much on him. But from what I have, he actually reminds me of another Ohio State. Um, tight end that came out recently, Jay Sternberger, and good role player, but nothing that is going to, you know, wow you on the field. Um, so I, I kind of get that feeling with, from him and Sternberger. I mean, any any team can use a player like that, you know, for depth. So I don't really have a spot that I would put him, but he'll definitely he'll definitely make a roster. I think. Uh, number four, 
I got Kate Otten from Washington. Kate Otten, good player, big, kind of, kind of gives me Niner vibes in the sense of like what we did with Charlie Werner or, um, or uh, Ross Dwelly. So he, he could, he could be that kind of guy. And I just, I don't know if he's going to go early. I think he'll probably be like a fifth round player, but I, I think he'll be, he'll be pretty talented. Um, at number three, I got Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Likely, this guy has potential. He's got potential. I think he needs to be polished up a little bit. But I could see Likely taking over as a number one in the future. Um, another guy that I would love to have backing up George Kittle in San Francisco. I don't think that will happen. I think likely it will probably go a little bit earlier than where the Niners would be t- looking to take a second tight end. Um, but a team, let's see, a team like Minnesota could make sense. A team like the Giants could make sense um, as, you know, kind of just to groom a player. And I, I could see him fitting there. The next guy on the list is one that I actually had much, much higher um, earlier in the year. I thought he was going to be a much better prospect than he's turned out to be this se- or the, this season. But it's Jalen Weidermeyer uh, from Texas A&M. He's, he's really talented, but he just hasn't seemed to put it all, to, all together. Um, and he's, got, he's got moments where he shines, and he's got moments where he just is totally gone. He disappears. And it's not, it doesn't appear to be game plan related. Um, it just seems that he kind of, I, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't have the, the motor. I, I don't know what it is. Um, but Weidermeyer, I could see him. I don't know. Every time I think of him, I think Green Bay. It makes no sense because they did just resign Tanyan. But I just, he gives me Green Bay vibes. And then at the top of the list, number one, Colorado State, Trey McBride. I really like Trey McBride. I had him actually behind Weidermeyer on this list before I watched him at the Senior Bowl. He did. He played really, really well. Um, had a good week, and he he showed out. Just I really, I really think that his athleticism is going to come into play, and I think a team like the Chargers could use him. That's kind of where I see him fitting in. I don't know if they'll take him, but he gives me that that Los Angeles Charger vibe, and uh, I think that would be a good fit. We got there, Brandon Lee. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> this will be interesting for you. Um, so for five, I'll, I'll go right in order. I, I agree with you with Rucker. Um, I do like Rucker. I, I don't. I, I, I'm. I do have one thing to say about the tight ends. There is one guy that I think is going to have serious potential. Breaking up there a little, Brand Brandley. Uh, repeat what you said. You kind of broke up there. Yeah, I saw you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you there? All right. Yeah, I think I think we caught up here. 
Sorry, I got a storm going outside, so it's probably affecting me a little bit. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so said you had, I, I have Rucker. Um, I'm sorry? You said you had one guy that you were you thought had the chance to be something, and then we kind of lost you. Yes. I have, I have one one guy that I have the chance, or that I, I actually think has the chance to become elite, but I'll get to him in a second. Um, I, I do agree with Rucker as, as the number five guy. You know, that, super great, except for one guy I really have a good feeling for. You know. Um, Isaiah Likely, I have it for. I just, I just like his stuff. And you brought up the Giants. Um, I didn't even think about that, but I think that's a brilliant spot for them. You know, it gives them a little bit of time. They're not a super competitive team. Kind of groom it. Um, and, and, and three, I'm going with Greg Dolkich. Okay. Okay. Adding a, um, adding a name to the list, I like nothing it. Crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. I just I just think you know three and he's he's just kind of consistent. You know what I mean? So I, I think he's he's something that's going to appeal. You can stick him in a lineup right now, and, and you know, um, two. I have Kate Otten. Okay. Um, he's good. He's good, but I think I, I got him a two. My elite guy reminds me of oh, early we... success that Hooper had. Uh-huh. Trey McBride. Yep. I am I am so surprised that one, but I really think out of all of them, I think he's got the most potential to become elite. I, I would agree with that. Um like I said, he he was a little bit of a late riser for me, but I I, I do like him a lot. Uh, I'm, I am a little uh, surprised, I guess, to, to hear that Weidermeyer didn't make your top five. But um, but no, I, I Adolkic is, is a decent player, and he probably would be at number six for me uh, had I gone to six. So, um, no, I, I like that. I think uh, I like that you said likely. I, I didn't, no pun intended. I like that you like uh, that likely could end up with the Giants. I think that I, I do. I, I think that's a good fit. Um, we'll see what happens on draft day, but I think that's a spot he could he could definitely have some success. Uh, I'd be curious to see how. Um, uh, yeah, my thing would be how how he Brian Dave would 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 use him, but yeah. All right, so let's see what time how much time we got here, guys. Yeah, we're we're getting close to the end here. Um, Real quick, we'll, we'll pick this up again on our next draft special, and uh, we'll start with the offensive tackle, excuse me, position. Um, but real quick before we do sign off, Brandon Lee, got a question for you. Top, or not top, favorite player in the draft, any position, go. Oh, you kind of cut up there, so say that again. Favorite player in the in the entire draft, any position, go. Sauce Gardner, baby, let's go. Sauce Gardner, that's that's a that's a real good pick. Sauce, sauce is a, he's a player. I love it. Sauce is a player. He's coming. He's 
coming to Seattle, baby. Come home. Come home, buddy. For me, um, it's it's N'Kobe Dean. Uh, he's a, he's undersized, but the N'Kobe Dean is a firecracker, man. That guy is all over the field. He is a game changer for your defense. And, he's also uh, coming to Seattle. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but I really, I really like him. Really he's like him. Awesome really like him. He's, he's coming. I'm telling you. All right, guys. Once again. Same, same with Tano. Same with Hutchinson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you know, like I said before, if you got any questions, comments, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Brandon Lee TFP and at Goatee Guru TFP. Uh, we'll get back to you guys. And, and if you got some questions, we might air them on the next episode. So uh, look out for that. And until next time, adios.